You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Hello. And welcome to the Twisted Sisters. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mello, and I am here with my other host, Allie Engren. I'm here, you guys. It's me. <laughs> You're really doing it, huh, Harry? <laughs> I love it. We are um, the hangover of Halloween. Yeah, but no hangover. No candy, hangover. Candy hangover. Yeah. I went to bed last night and I was like, ooh, I should not have indulged in that extra Milky Way. I had way too much of your guys' chili. <laughs> Uh, my stomach was not happy with me. <laughs> Neither. Neither was Mike's. <laughs> I just kept eating it. I was like, why am I still eating this? But it was so cold. It was like so comforting yeah. and made with love. And I was just like, oh, one more bowl because I'm going to get home and I'll be hungry or something. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, I wish I just would have had another bowl of chili. And then I had like three bites and I, I just had handed it over. I was like, yeah, no, I need to stop You eating. know when you like make something like I spent all day, not really spent all day, but I had like, I doubled the recipe and I need to just buy a bigger crock pot, but I just don't cook that much. So I was always like, it'll be fine. Well, I put all the chicken in and then I went to put all the rest of the ingredients in and I was like, oh my God, it's going to overflow. So then I was like, I'll just leave it and then I'll have my mom bring an extra one. And then I ended up not needing hers because I could just use my little ones, you idiot alley. But you know, when you go through that whole process, like I took like three bites of the chili. Yeah, because nothing is ever good no. when you make it. No. No. Mm-mm. It's like when you bake cookies, when you do any of it, it's like it smells good. You're like, this is so good. And then you make it and you're like, just have disdain yes. towards it. Well, it's just a whole process. And you're not hungry. And you're also entertaining, too. So you're trying to make sure yeah. you're talking to everybody. You're not just sitting in the corner eating yeah. your food that you made. Allie, we came over and, and uh, we went to Allie's house, yes. me and Lorelai and um, my special friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, she almost said his name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we came to Allie's and, and walked the neighborhood. And, and you guys made chili. And yeah. Allie always does, like, the best things. So she did, like, this super cute pink like Halloween for the girls for mm-hmm. Lorelai and her niece and Lorelai just loves it because Allie and Lorelai have like the same soul and so I'm just I love, a little kid let's be honest well I just love that you and like your mom I love that you guys enjoy doing that stuff yeah. so much because she just soaks it up like right. she gives She's you that kid. every response that you would hope for yes. that you put this time and energy and she comes in and she's just like oh, wow oh my gosh this is so like she just yes. gives you every response like if you take that girl anywhere like if we're like we're going to McDonald's she's like yes like she She just lives life how you're supposed to she does she just enjoys it to the max and so like I feel like for me because I I didn't grow up with a mom who did those I mean Mm -hmm. she does but she's always just like I hate holidays like she just she's not her own thing huge fit yes and so like but I learned other things from her so I love that you guys take it to like another level because that is like her soul like she loves it and it's it's amazing that uh I just I love it and you guys both have these little gifts for her and she goes through and shows everybody like it's her birthday (laughs) 
and I think it's more she like she's it. on YouTube. Like, remember those? My kids always watch kids open stuff on yeah. YouTube. Like, open the Easter eggs. Like, they oh, would yeah. just sit there forever. And I'm like, what are you do? What are you watching? Yeah, them open toys. That's what she. So when she watches YouTube, she calls them cooking shows. But that's yeah. basically what. Or it's like, um, like those old. Um. I, like some of the noises that they have on these shows though literally sound like pornos like asian pornos Mm -hmm. it's like oh ah, like and i'm like what are you watching and it's like i've done the same somebody like you're like running to their room like what are you watching and and it's it's like like playing with slime or like opening up an egg and you're like those sounds are needed for that but it's what are you conditioning i don't know yeah it's like the my little furries that I got. I got the girls <laughs> <Yeah>. furry Barbies. <laughs> that you can like dress and undress. Yeah, really they're just costumes. costumes. Their mascot costumes. Yeah. One was a lamb, one was a bear. But it's just funny that we have now have a word for that. Yeah. Like it's I thought the same exact thing when they arrived. I was like, oh, these are kind of like furries. And then Sam was sitting there and she was like, they're like furries. I'm like, thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only <laughs> Like morbid mind oh, over here. The best too is Lorelai walks in the house and she sees Allie and then she sees Allie's mom, who she's met yes. like her whole life. And she's like, there's two Allies. I and I was like, we know Nana. Like, right. you know, you see Nana all but the time. But she was so confused because I think she doesn't see us together, maybe. And yeah, maybe that is it. How much we actually <laughs> look, look alike. alike. Like, she kept looking at me and my mom and I was witnessing this and I was just wondering, like, what what's going to come out of her mouth and she's like looking at us all weird and then she goes she looks at me and she goes there's two alleys there's two alleys <laughs> Which i love I it that was hysterical but in reality the one she was most excited to see was uncle mikey oh yeah obviously. She just like ran and then i'm like look at this table that i did for you <laughs> I know. And, then, and then she saw it she this gave is- you a really big hug goodbye Oh, she hung out with me the whole night. She I didn't does. read it like no, that. No, I'm joking. I was like, she gave you the biggest hug goodbye, yeah. though. No, yeah. just kidding. Uh, she shared her candy with me. She oh, would yeah. not share with Uncle Mike. No. She gave me Skittles at the end. She was like, here. And I like tried to sneak them back in her like thing. Because when know. a child gives you a gift, as an adult, you always want to give it back. Like, no, this is... This is yours, honey. But then you're like, that's them like giving you something. Showing love. Yes. Because she, and I totally hear what you're saying on that. And it is because think of all the things you just did to like show her love. Like you did all that. And so like they don't have anything to give. But what she has to give is these like stickers or Mm -hmm. this little piece of candy. And she did. That night she sat and gave everybody a piece of candy. And I'm like, I love that you're like wanting to just give back mm-hmm. is sweet mm-hmm. yeah you can yeah. see her heart and the kindness in it for sure so <laughs> yeah. it makes my whole day of decorating in pink and, worth it um the funniest i would say i about peed my pants we were walking to the house and all of a sudden i see three boys in <laughs> blow up dinosaur the one kid in that red like blow up uh, target dinosaur what what or d- it was dog? like a dog balloon like the it blow was like up the blow balloon. up dog balloon well, how, do, how do you describe that like the the what do you call the balloon artist the, yes there it is yeah. like the clown balloons <laughs> yes and it was in dog form in this like 
shiny Christmas red. And it, they were hysterical. Oh, my gosh. They were so in character. They it was were. amazing. I got so many videos. They would not let me. And like... it was Allie's son, Jack, and his <laughs> friends. Just yeah. like, let's, these aren't just random kids. No. But they were amazing. They were. I mean, that dog, I'm like, I want that costume. That's hysterical. what I'm being for Halloween next year. It's amazing. We should get those because we're small enough that we can fit in the <laughs> little. I was dying. I'm like, where did they get the dog? I know. that is so funny. It was my favorite costume Or even of the just night. to be that for Christmas. I don't yes. even know. Like, it's amazing. Uh-huh. I yeah. wish they had these costumes when we were kids. I'm like, this is the perfect Minnesota costume. It's warm. Yeah. And it, I was just going to say that blows the warm air yes. and everything. And like, I don't know. When Whenever you see those things running too, it's just hysterical. The fucking heads are bobbling <laughs> and the tails are flying and these little feet are just shuffling and like... <laughs> Jack it's got amazing. the lemon. His like fan kept falling out of his costume, and he's like, "How come great his friend? How come his his thing can stay in?" I'm like, "I don't know. We got the lemon. I didn't expect anything <laughs> else." Like, we're lucky we got it in like, time for the, Halloween. We okay, we got the cheap one. I'm like, it's me and his mom got him at the same place. <laughs> you're just a lot harder on it yeah and I was kind of laughing when I got out of my car to walk inside and there's like a busted pumpkin out front and there was like a random wig in your yard so I picked up the wig and put it on your planter like so now and then I kind of looked at it in your planter I was like that just looks a little scary now but that's fine it was just I was like it just looked like um I don't even know yeah it's just funny well we had that snowstorm blow through so we had like all our skeletons like on our house like they were falling off of the house purposely like to look like yeah. they were climbing well the snowstorm came through and it blew everything off off and all my mums died and it was just kind of like oh it's actually halloween like a death it's a death of <laughs> everything i didn't touch anything normally <laughs> Allie would have been out there like nope this is gonna look amazing for when people <laughs> show up and i was like you know what it's fucking cold there's snow on the ground and this is the reality i was gonna put my pots away and i'm like no i don't feel like it no Mm-mm. i didn't even know well i'm not a noticer that way though i do have to say though your neighborhood was amazing and so cute and yeah. i just loved like everybody was so sweet and Lorelai got so many like full size candy bars, and um, I, we went to one house. and There was like these like signs from the front door around the garage, and and it was like you go in the garage, and there's all these families in there, and there's like they all have their own bucket of candy, and they're yes. like hanging out. I'm like this is amazing. Yeah, like, we ha- you know there's not many, but it's like the perfect. It's perfect. It's, it's not perfect. too many. No, and it's like you're not the kids aren't going to get lost there's just like yes. one way around mm-hmm. and even if you I mean if you leave the neighborhood there's nothing around there's so no exactly it's so kind of perfect it's like your own little bubble yep. and you could just tell even the people who might not have kids like just sat outside the little bonfire yeah. and it was adorable it is adorable I really enjoyed it a yeah lot. it's fun especially for Lorelai's age and a little older and like Jack's age I would say but then you get to those like you know awkward like do you go out trick-or-treating what and I love to see the teenagers Teenagers. out trick-or-treating but I get why my older ones they're like we're going to friends houses because Mm -hmm. there is more houses to get more candy yeah but I feel like Jack 
and them got more candy because the the trick around my hood is you they have ha- a couple different costumes and you just go around a few times. <laughs> well, and too, even Lorelai, like uh, they were all kind of starting to shut down and they're like, here, just take, they gave yes. her like three more handfuls because they still had candy left over and it was mm-hmm. like, here, take another one, pick three more, yes. you know, and or there's like a bucket in front of the house and it was like, grab more and um, I, I think that works too. It does. Ex- I think if you're the teenagers and you went out around, they probably just would dump the rest in your bag. Yeah, I mean, I typically buy about 10 bags of candy a year. This year, we only did six because I was like, inflation? It was like $30 for a bag of candy. Ridiculous. We didn't even get chocolate this year because I was like, I'm not paying $37 for a bag of candy. Yeah, it was crazy. I should have just went to Sam's or Costco, I guess, but whatever. It's still just as much. It's crazy. I think... I just saw a thing on that too. Somebody was talking about the inflation of candy and I was like, yeah, what? And it doesn't, okay, call me crazy, but I feel like the candy does not taste the same anymore. Like I had a Snickers last night and I was like, this just doesn't taste good. It doesn't. It doesn't taste good. And it's like everything I kept eating, I was like hoping that. To get the satisfaction. Yeah. The only thing that I did was like the dots still tasted the same. Like some of those did, but But as far as the chocolate, the chocolate doesn't. I agree with you. But is it because, this is my question, do our taste buds start to dim as we get older? I'm, I'm sure. But also, too, I think you nailed it with the chemicals and things. Because I also think that I've had chocolate and stuff in my car mm-hmm. or some things like that where you've left it. It does not melt like it used to. Like it no. should be a puddle in yeah, the wrapper. I agree. And some of that stuff is not. I feel like that's why I've not even done this like knowingly consciously I guess you could say but I go for like the Canadian candy now yeah. or the Faroche how do I pronounce that one you know which one the hazelnut the haze the f- f- yeah the Faroche 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 I can't think of it right now anyways you guys know which ones I'm talking and the gold about. wrapper yeah you pay like 11 dollars for like three of them yeah and then those are like my like my kids don't get to touch those ones. Yeah. Ferrero Rochero. There we go. They're nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um no, I agree with it. So I'm like I ate a few of them and I'm like, yeah, this just doesn't taste the same. The only time I think I can eat some of that is if it's in the freezer. Yeah. Because I think the freezer, I don't know if I it agree. takes away. But I was listening to a, a um, podcast and they were talking about chemicals and stuff and how like um, even with Starbucks, they put their coffee in paper cups, right? But technically those paper cups should be like dissolved. Like think of a paper straw yeah. or any of that. So there's chemicals inside of the, the paper cup to keep the paper cup don't from. don't want to go here. So it's actually like worse, you know? It's same with the paper straws. And so, We've like, all gone to paper straws now and they're all just full of chemicals. So we're saving the turtles, but we're not saving. But we're not saving eyes yes. <laughs> so i've gone to glass on everything and mm-hmm. they're making the agave ones now yeah yes it's interesting it is. isn't it yeah i mean i still i don't go get coffee very often but if i do honestly i just get it in the plastic and i just say the hell with it something tells me the plastic is probably <laughs> less chemically than the the, 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 the paper i don't we know. just go back to like the 60s when everything was glass like that's yeah. tried and true why do we have to try and make that be such a disposable i'm fine bringing my own glass to the coffee shop fill, just oh, fill this up. i'm a sucker for paper plates <laughs> let me tell you we could you can put that on a paper plate 
That's what I tell my kids. Like that works on a paper plate. You don't need to use a regular plate. We did we did paper last night. It was nice. Ugh, I just I still no. have a little bit of a mess, but we did. <laughs> so I had to go pick up one of our kids, and we have a what do you call them? A sealer. What are those called? The Vacuum sealer. Yes. And so it's a, like a big industrial one. And that's my husband's like favorite thing to do is just vacuum seal. We'll just vacuum seal it and save it and freeze it and whatever. And never look at it again. Exactly. But he can take him ice fishing. So oh, that's good. a huge, I'm just going to bring my chili up to ice fish. But um, he had it turned up way too high. So I was about to leave and all of a sudden it just, he's like, I'm like, let's not do that tonight. Let's just put it into the fridge and we'll deal with it tomorrow. And he's like, nope we're doing it I'm gonna get that vacuum sealer and he had it up in the kitchen it's like 800 pounds he's like trying to bring it up and he had it up way too high and the bag like exploded and chili went everywhere no and I go this is why I wanted to do it tomorrow because we're tired yes is this one mistake of chili on the ceiling? So then he's like, we're throwing it away. I'm like, you're not throwing Extremist. it away. Extremist. Yes. <laughs> he's like, I don't even know where that hole goes in there. It's just going to rot. I'm like, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so that was funny. We were on the way home, and Lorelai was like, can I just have my bucket of candy? And <laughs> But you know what was interesting was my first instinct was like, no, like, you're good. And then I was like, yeah, here's your bucket. Just And I... Uh, look back she fell asleep but she like when I took her out of her car seat she had like a Kit Kat unwrapped and like it was just sitting in her in her um her cup holders or whatever but it was interesting because then I saw I was uh watching um some videos this morning and I think actually this one was on TikTok and it was a mom and actually I, I wanted to share the story because I thought it was a really really good story and just a, a forewarning um her you know talks about like her her child passing and stuff but um she was telling this story about how her daughter passed away a couple years ago she was um I think like 10 and it was unexpected. They don't know, they still don't know why or what happened, but she passed away in her sleep. And the night before, she was um, just parenting, right? And parenting with like the rules and the like the way we do it like it was like she wanted some chocolate but she didn't eat her dinner and so she was like no you didn't eat your dinner so you're not going to get the chocolate and so she was crying and it caused this whole event you know and it was like just this series that we've all gone through of like no you need to eat your vegetables Mm -hmm. and no you need to eat this and like trying to live by these rules of nutrition over joy mm-hmm. you know and and um, that you're having to you know that we're trying to teach them a lesson and we're trying to do this and um and she she ended up crying and she was in a room and and she just started crying telling the story and she said the last thing my last interaction with my daughter was arguing over dinner instead of just letting her have joy and have the chocolate <sighs> And I just was like, had tears streaming down. And it was such, she's like, you know, what are we doing sometimes? You know, what is it worth? And so I just want to like encourage you parents, like if you're having arguments with your kids and don't get me wrong, I know some kids have behavioral issues and there's stuff like that. And nutritional, like yes, they need to eat veggies sometimes. It was, and then, you know, and she said she went in her room the next morning to wake her up and she was no longer there. And it's one of those things where you're going, you know what, like, um, nobody's getting out of here alive. No, they're not. (laughs) And it's. 
it's just one of those it was so um it was just such a good reminder of like life's short too yes and and let's pick our battles and let's pick what we really want to like focus on Mm -hmm. and is that chocolate that big of a deal right and it was like yeah you're right And that's what's hard with society. And I know our parents went through it too. But I just feel like there's so much, which brings us right into our topic that we're going to talk about today with that story in a way. But it's so hard to parent because we have all these opinions now. Like, I just feel like it's constant. Like, you can't do this or they can't. We can't have paper. Oh, we can't have plastic. We can't have aluminum. We can't. Like, at what point... Yeah. Are we just going to live? Yeah. Like I've been doing this all year, slowly getting rid of shit out of my house because I don't want any chemicals in my house. But the reality of it is, is you're never going to eliminate it Everything. all out. So I can keep my going crazy and obsessing about it. Right. And it, and there is things like I love that California just banned red dye number 40. Like yeah. It that should be banned everywhere. Right. Like there are things if it causes cancer, why are we not getting rid of it? Right. I mean, and I think that's the hard part about society too is that we have the ability to get rid yes. of these these types of things, but yet um you know, it continues because it's more important to make a dollar yes. versus like care about our health and our wellness. And it is hard because I think when it comes into our control, we also are are stuck in this, uh, I would say this like purgatory in a way of like, is it worth the stress? Is it worth all of the mm-hmm. work it takes to like go through it and the authoritarian feeling that you have to have like with your kids and yes. saying no and is it is it worth that or is it not like it's it's just a whole process right like you're damned if you do damned if you don't right and so but then at the same point it does get really frustrating because you're like there is ways to go about this so that it's not put on all of us Mm -hmm. like there is ways the government can make this better yeah and just make it so that the fda nothing can be out there if it has it in there like Mm -hmm. it could just be eliminated and Who's out there going like, I want red dye. Like right. nobody's no, out. Oh, like, we all want to do better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Except for the FDA, apparently. We won't even go into that road. But know. it's just even like coffee creamer. Like coffee make coffee creamer is banned in all other countries except the United States. Like all, we are the largest, most like amazing United. What am I trying to say? Like the most amazing country in the whole entire world. And yet we don't take care of ourselves like other countries take care of their people. Yeah. Because in, you know, it, it became a society, I think after, I don't know, like after, I don't know, the great depression probably. And then we came out of all of that. It just be, it became a source of like the processed foods became really popular yeah. because it was easy. Yes. It lasted longer and it became a survival. So mm-hmm. then you had those people, 
you know, like our grandparents right. who had to live to survive and, and they're the because hoarders. They're the ones that work. keep everything. They hold on to everything. They even if it's expired, they're still holding yes. on to it type thing. And then it became convenience. It was mm-hmm. convenience cells. And mm-hmm. it makes Here's sense. a microwave and everybody was terrified of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We still are. I know. I was watching videos of uh, the first. Oh, Burger King was one of the first establishments to allow credit cards. And they had these interviews with these people. And they're real interviews, right? And everybody's like, this is just never going to last. Like, no cash, you know? Like, they just expect you to use a card. And, like, for small amounts, like, this is this credit card thing is just never going to take off. Like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. I'm just picturing, like, the first credit card And now we're like, let's send you money over an app what is and it is it's so convenient (laughs) and it is safe and it is nice and there's so many great things but there are some things where you're like there was nothing wrong with it why do we have to change it I agree (laughs) it might be safe today but you don't know when things are going to just shut down either and then all of your cash is stuck well I remember before (laughs) even learning about the coffee mate stuff I had I think Hayden knocked I had had the coffee creamer in my fridge and he knocked it out on my floor and it, it opened and spilled everywhere. And I cleaned it up and I, I shit you not, it was the best floor cleaner. It shellacked. Oh, I believe it. My floor. And there like, was probably mold at the bottom. Shellacked my floor. And I just remember like it was slippery. Like we all kept like falling on it. And I was like, what is in, what this? Is in this? Yes. What is in this? And um, what did I just watch? Oh, there was a video of a lady emptying out a ketchup bottle and there was like these little pills type thing there was like stuff in the ketchup and it's like oh it it's hard because groceries are so like expensive right now but part of me sometimes is like I just want to dump all this out and really see what's in here what's in here but I also don't want to waste twelve dollars of ketchup really do you want to know I know do you want to know what's in that Yeah, it's like, like, and we can. I've tried making my homemade ranch, my homemade ketchup. They're good for like five days, and then yeah, you go to work and you're home that one night, and you're like rushing around, and you're like, we have no ketchup, and we need ketchup, and then you break down and buy the store bought shit. Yeah, and it's like, it's so frustrating. (laughs) I could go on. I know. But I was I was really blessed to watch that TikTok this morning of just like what a good reminder. And, you know, she just said how obviously she parents so differently now and how, you know, we we can say it over in cliche. It's like be your last day. You never know. And it's um, it's just true. Like finding the joy, just remembering to allow the kids to have joy. And just like we were talking about Lorelai of just remembering to let them give back, let them feel that, let Mm -hmm. them be in it. And, um, whatever they they go to school a little late they do this yeah, they yeah. do that you know like it's, it's halloween the night before it's fine they shouldn't even, even have school kid, the next day i just i'm a, and i know this goes against the school regulations but i just feel like we've actually i'm just going through this with Lorelai right now in preschool like she loves school mm-hmm. when she's there she's great but getting her there has been really difficult and exhausting on my part because it's like she's crying like she doesn't want to go she wants to sit at home and I'm like well honey I got to go to work I got to do these things I'm not going to be home um 
and she just she she just wants to be with us and she's four right so I get it you know and they're COVID babies Mm -hmm. they she's been with me since the time obviously she was born her dad passed away COVID hit that spring you know he passed away in January COVID hit that spring and they've been with us for basically two years straight and although we saw people and we did things I mean there was she didn't go to daycare she didn't do much so it's like they're comfortable like that's their comfort is you security blanket right and then as a mom I'm going I know especially having a teenager now once I shove you out the door and I push you into that world you're never coming back and I'm okay with letting you kind of be in it but I went and talked to her teachers I'm like I'm I'm exhausted because I feel like she's it's like, hurry up, let's go. We got to get this. You got to get this. I've tried waking up early. I've tried letting her sleep in. I've tried, you know, everybody's like, oh, just they need a schedule. And I'm like, that's great. If you want to come help do a schedule, like, let's do it. You know, I can't get her to bed early. I go, what, I'm supposed to just lock her in a room, make her cry herself yeah. to sleep. Like, I'm, I can't do that no. either. I'm sorry. So sometimes she's not going to fall asleep till 10. What am I supposed to do? And I'm not going to just be feeding her melatonin every night either. Oh, no, that's horrible for so you. So I go, I'm either making her cry every night and every morning. And I go, I don't like this. And I am an, a solo parent here. So it's all me all the time. And I just feel like an asshole. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting like so then when we did get time together I just was so checked out because I'm like she's talking to me I'm like yeah cool wow I can't show up awesome Mm -hmm. like because I just was exhausted you know and so they were like let's just try you know drop they it was like then I was kind of mad at myself because I needed permission from them right to allow me is CPS gonna show up at my doorstep here like yeah like if I'm not bringing her (laughs) on time every day and then and then in my head, I was like, you know what, Sam, like, you know what was right for her. Like, and and that's what you were worried about. That's where the pressure came from was that, like, I felt like she had to be there. And mm-hmm. I know in public schools, it's different, you know, like they are required to have so much time there. But in preschool, when I'm paying for it, exactly, um, it was like, they're like, she's totally fine. Just bring her whenever. And I was like, okay, thank you. And it's been a night and day difference Good. just having a little bit more of a chill morning. Well, just having the mental capacity too in your brain. Like, yeah. okay, it's okay. Like, who was yes. I doing this for? Exactly. Other people. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's exactly it. And so it's like these last. And then my mom, um, I was talking about homeschooling her. And so in the mornings now, she wakes up. My mom has this little thing that she goes through and she highlights because uh, my parents live upstairs from me. Um, <laughs> and so she and, and they love it. And I I'm we're not going to be there much longer. So I enjoy letting her go up. She does the yeah. little school with my I love the my mom. And then she has breakfast with my dad. And I, I get her lunch ready. I get everything together. And it works really good right now. Yes. But um, it's been, it's just, we were going to talk about good girl conditioning yes. today. And, I, and we kind of went on our spiels. But it does go straight into this idea of, this mask of perfection, you yes. know, perfect Priscilla mm-hmm. of like the things you have to be in order to be accepted and to show up and this idea of perfection that we're always, we kind of get into in so many different aspects of our lives. 100%. Out of fear. Out of fear. Out of fear of rejection, out of fear of. But what we've conditioned not showing to up. be. Right. What we've been shown. Mm-hmm. And we, this isn't just created overnight no. and this isn't just society. This is through our lives of, you know, 
being disciplined in, in aspects and um, I, fear of I, disappointing people, yes. fear of rejection, Shame. all of these things. And so we, and you know, and really uh, the good girl conditioning is we're making ourselves smaller in order to make other people feel better. Feel better. We give them our power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been just such an interesting um, topic that I've been really um, into because it's been a huge, not a huge part, but it was a big part of in my healing journey. And so I definitely want to dig into this more at some point. But I would, I mean, this all kind of led into it perfectly. Um, but two, I, I want to get in into one of our, our uh, next podcasts of how to start getting into healing that good girl conditioning and stepping into that feminine and that obviously in order to be in your feminine, just having that balance of masculine energy and that your feminine energy is bold. Your feminine energy is strong. She's not weak. She doesn't just do what she's told. And this good girl conditioning is very much like it goes into... Um, dating, how you know, us as housewives, us as mothers, like you just you're supposed to do what you're told because then you're good and you're right. you're doing good and you're mm-hmm. performing and you're being a good girl. Mm-hmm. And so then that's how you should get it. And and really, that feminine energy is actually a bit chaotic in a yes. way. To be in your your feminine and masculine, that balance of that is to be bold, is to stick up for yourself, is to be. Um, and it's transformative when you do that. It is. When you step into that, you're transforming well, you not to, only yourself, but people around well, you. Well, you have to think back, too, to when you were that little girl. Like, I remember I was not allowed to wear black eyeliner. And I read this story the other day about this this mom, and she, all she wanted to do was wear braids, and her mom would never let her wear braids. And her daughter was like, why didn't you just braid your hair when you got to school? And she's like... I never thought of that. Like, <laughs> I was just told I couldn't wear braids. And I think about this with the black eyeliner. Granted, I brought black eyeliner to school. I was told I, I couldn't wear on. mascara. <laughs> yes. and I did the same. And then I would come home and my mom be like, I told you you're not allowed to wear that. And it, I would still do it. But <laughs> it's just funny what you are told. Like, you're trying to find your pretty your mm-hmm. whole life as yeah. women. Like, when is my pretty going to come in? Yeah. Like, I remember being, like, my stepdad, he'd be like, hey, Pippi Longstocking. And I used to get so pissed because I'm like, why does my sister get told she's the beauty of the family mm. and I'm fucking Pippi Longstocking over yeah. here? So it's like I was always trying to find that that pretty mm-hmm. in my life. But in reality, he was meaning, like, you're you're the strong one. Yeah. But, like, why does the, why can't the strong one have the beauty, too? Like, yeah. what, you know? Why like, does it have yeah. to be one or the other? Mm-hmm. Or, And it's so, 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 so valid and true that, like, that beauty aspect of the, the good girl conditioning. And a lot of that goes into uh, different religions, too. And I, I love the spiritual world. Like, I love um, all the positive things in each religion and each spirituality aspect of it of a higher source all of that but the thing that has always been hard for me to accept is the idea of that you have to conform to look a certain way in order to help 
other people with their problems Mm -hmm. and their issues and and in reality we are all full-grown adults who have the exact same capability of becoming emotionally intelligent yes and so when you have a choice exactly (laughs) so if something I'm doing is affecting you you have the same capabilities of emotionally healing yourself so that these things don't happen and that you don't feel that way. It is not my job or my responsibility to take care and to mom you through your emotional immaturity Mm -hmm. and the the choices that you have made and you can't place blame and be the victim all the time. And that's where it's like finding our voices and getting out of that good girl conditioning of that there is these rules of you need to, you can't wear this or you can't wear that or there's a certain age that you get to like shave your legs Mm -hmm. and you know that I wasn't allowed to shave my legs and you guys I was so freaking hairy it was so embarrassing but it was one of those things that people pointed out and they saw constantly yes and it was like oh your legs look like a boy's or whatever and so when your brain is developing and you're trying to find your identity and you're being picked on for those certain things how, how do you not take that and hold it in right. for the How rest of your life. How do you not raise your, okay, now I'm feeling embarrassed, so I'm not going to raise my hand in class, even though I know the fucking answer, and my answer is way better than that motherfuckers. Yeah. But I'm giving him the power over there because I don't want to raise my hand because I don't want to get made fun of mm-hmm. because I'm not having that respect for myself or I'm not having that feeling that power of mm-hmm. myself, even though I've known the answer the whole time. I mean, and I think, too, that goes into... Um, like just spinning off of that, Mm -hmm. that goes into that idea of that if you were to make a man or a boy feel inferior, they weren't going to like you. Yes. And so it was like, if I showed him up and it was like this, then they're, if they're challenged, they're not going to like you. Right. They're not going to see you as beautiful. Mm -hmm. They're not going to see you as that. And so, you know, we better just dumb ourselves down and, and be the good girl and say yes or no and give them the little gift and do the things because if it's challenging, then, um, you know they're gonna lose they're not superior anymore and and uh that that goes into that whole oh it totally does too I mean once you realize like oh here's my pretty like I'm not going to be the most beautiful woman in the room but I'm gonna hold the best conversation with you in the room there's your pretty right there um I heard the best this was so good so you know how there's like so many actors and actresses there's so many musicians right My storage is going out on my phone, so (laughs) (laughs) sorry. There's so many actors and actresses. There's so many musicians, and although all of them can sound very beautiful, if we were to compare, um, like, two singers, like, if we were to say, like, uh, Brittany Brittany, and Christina. That was exactly what I was going to say. I know, because it was such a thing. So if we compared Brittany and Christina, we're going to look at them, and we're going to like them for two completely different reasons, even though they both have very beautiful voices, but they have their own uniqueness to Mm -hmm. them, and that goes for every single one of us we can all have the same career there could be hundreds of thousands of us in the same career but you have your specific uniqueness and that is what makes you special that is what makes you great and like you said you might not be the prettiest but that is all subjective so um even with your partner I mean like somebody not everybody sees you but there's something about your uniqueness that is perfect for your partner right as you're looking at them going why do you 
why do you feel that? And they yeah. can't explain it because it's a, it's a je feeling. ne sais quoi. That's exactly. You know, and, and you walk into a room and you go like, oh my God, they're so much prettier. And you see that and you instantly shrink yourself down or in response to, you know, trauma or whatever, you you become yes. extra, right? You try to be seen more. You start mm-hmm. competing with it out of uh, toxicity. Right. And so there's, you know, a couple different responses there. But it it is so important, I think, for us as women and, and, and men and people just in general is that there is a uniqueness to us and it is special and it doesn't matter. It's it my favorite quote or saying or anything it is all subjective like Lorelai was coloring and she was doing something that and I just tell her I go art is subjective Mm -hmm. she's like do you like this I go it doesn't matter if I like it art is subjective do you love it she goes yeah I said that's all that matters it's her outfit she's like does this look pretty I go it looks I love it but do you love it she goes yeah and I said doesn't matter what anybody else thinks your fashion your style is all subjective Mm -hmm. and as long as you feel good that is all that matters like I have been using that in every single aspect of my life like it's subjective it is so I you know it doesn't matter because somebody can look at it and we're all looking at a different lens different trauma different toxicity different uh, I mean great experiences too well I just love that you bring that up because that's like art history 101 and I think of the movie Mona Lisa Smile with Julia Roberts and she's the art professor and they're all she's putting on the slides because she's so she's teaching she's a professor at Wellesley and she's trying to like bring in a new age and she's showing these photos on this slide and they're like well that's not art that's a photograph or that's a coloring of your mom made that picture a long time ago and she's like it's art this is art this is subjective and when I was in college I was going for art history and they have like the male gaze and we I had a whole college course on the male gaze and it is just when you start looking through your own feminine gaze I guess you could the the female gaze yeah (laughs) it's just your world changes so much when you start dressing when you get past you know your teenage years and you start dressing for yourself Mm-hmm. and not a man and what you like and trust me my husband has like I used to wear these like pinstripe overalls and he'd be like oh you're in your railroad outfit or whatever and yeah. you have to pass through that like fuck you I like my so then you just be like yeah. yep I'm going to the railroad like yeah <laughs> you don't have to like it I yeah. like it yep. yeah <laughs> and you learn you have a choice yeah and then they also probably realize, like, when you wear that stuff and you feel good, they're a lot light, more likely to get well, laid probably love it. Right. later because you're feeling good. You're feeling and you go out in, in public. Yourself. Yeah. I think we went to the Galleria one time and I was wearing them, and all these people, I love your outfit. Yes. And I'm looking at them going, ha ha ha, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I know fashion, you do not. <laughs> You've worn the same thing since seventh grade, but that's okay. That's your choice. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is you wore it because you wanted to. Yes. And it is nice when you get the, you know, the the compliments, but it it's, it means even more when you just go out and you're wearing it and the compliments are just added. You're yes. like, hell yeah, like thank you. Because it's a confidence because thing. Because it's a confidence. It's an energy yeah. thing. And I have, like I remember when I was younger trying to dress to impress and like not hearing that and then I started just wearing what I wanted and that was when I got the, and I my style is all over the place. Like I, it, it totally is. But I just remember thinking, like, well, who cares? You know, it, it is. It's so 
freeing and liberating. It's like one thing off your plate. Yes. One more thing off your plate in order to just be the most authentic you. You can be and take a part of the, your mask off. Like I just picture like um, like Phantom of the Opera where you start like taking pieces of that mask off. And it's like, you know, he just has like the one part on the yes. side. And like just starting to like crack that mask You're off. peeling the onion layers. Yes. And it is. It feels so good as you do it. But... Don't get me wrong, you guys, as you are going through and you're doing these healings and you're, you're going back into your life because that's what you're going to do as you start to recognize the good girl behaviors is you're going to start looking back and thinking, when did this start? Where yes. did this stem from? Where did I hear this? Is this my voice or is this somebody else's mm-hmm. voice? And more than likely, it's somebody else's voice and, and you've been listening to it so that you can be accepted so that you you're not rejected it a lot of it comes down to fear and the trauma like you just said Mm -hmm. that you have heard I mean both of us being teen moms just the the shit like you were the bad girl yeah and now you have to try and change it all and be the good girl yeah so how are you going to be the good girl yeah you become the people pleaser yep you become like the one that you're doing everything for everybody else. You don't have choices because you made your bed. Yep. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that because I think after I had Hayden and stuff too, I went through this phase of like wanting these certain name brand clothes and wanting to look a certain way in order to like have gained respect because that's how I thought maybe I would be viewed um, to be respected. And I, I remember wearing these name brand clothes going like, this is just not me. This is not who I am. And one day just like dumping it all. But that was totally a phase I went through of like, I should get that purse because that's what all of those women have. And then I will be accepted into that group right. and, and just being quiet or holding back and, and saying things or just that you were different. Mm-hmm. And, um, it is interesting when you look back at your life, and you're doing those healings, you see the processes. You do. The process that you went well, through. Well, you feel you don't have that choice. Like, you just have to move forward. Like, you just have to go to work and you just have to provide mm-hmm. for your family. And this is the bed that you made, so you need to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So you're climbing this ladder going, I just keep trying to please all these people all the time. And I'm not trying to have my own choice right now. Yeah. Because I don't get a choice. Yeah. Because I did this. And, and so then, I think then yeah. you... All one day you hit 30 like I did and you have this fucking midlife crisis going yeah. like it's not even midlife why the fuck am I having a midlife crisis and then realizing all the things that you've been conditioned to have to be mm-hmm. and you didn't want to be any of those no you didn't and then everybody's looking at you going what the hell <laughs> yes. happened what what's going on like yeah. there's got to be something else she's out partying like what do you do it's like no i just have stepped into like who i am and yes. i don't give a shit anymore exactly i know but what we're sitting here telling you guys <laughs> though is like Ditch it now. Like, go through it now. Figure it out now. Start becoming aware now. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Yes. Because it's... um And, and, and the healing doesn't happen overnight. Like, these are years and years okay. of processing, you know? We still do it. <laughs> and, and that's... We do. You're going to revert back. Like, I still revert back. And I actually just had this not that long ago. I was, like, kind of off. I felt like I couldn't get back on my schedule. And 
which we all go through those phases. The weather changes. It's like your body's hibernating, but your mind's still flying with the Riddler. And like things just aren't kind of quite matching up. But what was I doing? I was just putting on my sweats and I was putting on my sweatshirt and I wasn't putting on, I wasn't like showering and like brushing my hair like I normally would or just those normal everyday Routine. things that make you feel good. And like my, I wasn't getting to the gym like I normally do. And I, I was getting back off of that. And I just remember like, okay, like why I'm doing, I started just doing things for other people again. And it was like, it was just easier because it made me feel better. Um, and it was like, what, how is this making me feel better? And it was just those things that you reverted back to because it was comfortable and that's what your body knew. That's what my body knows from years and years and years of training. And it was like, okay, nope, we're getting back out the leather pants. I'm getting back out my outfits that I love to wear, the shoes that I like to wear. I'm going to get back out the things that I enjoy wearing, like my hats or my statement pieces. I'm going to put the necklace on. I'm going to put the things on that I love to wear. And I don't care if I'm going to the grocery store or whatever, but I'm going back to the things that I enjoy wearing, the things that I enjoy doing. I'm going to go work out. I'm not going to care what people are looking like. It's so interesting how your mind can play tricks on you too. Cause even though I'm at the gym, there's times where I get really insecure. Like people are watching what you're doing for your workout yes. and judging it yes. or have an opinion and, and you can just so shrink down and it was like, no. Um, but it's normal. Like, power. Yeah. What I'm getting at is that these are normal recessions. It's normal to like go through these waves and like it's your body's always the thing with our body is they're incredible and they're meant to keep us safe and they alert us. They alert us when things aren't, you know, like, oh, this doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. or feel right because you've been so conditioned to be doing certain things. And so when you step out of that, it feels wrong again. It feels like, no, you got to protect yourself. You got to make sure you're not going to get hurt. But what if you say that and they never talk to you again? You know, it's just those things. But it even comes down to like the routine thing. I remember we were recording last year and we kept talking about me manifesting and writing down your intentions and so every day I was waking up and I was like okay I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna meditate for 15 minutes then I'm gonna write down everything that I want to write down and then I'm gonna do this and this and then I found myself being like this isn't me why am I trying to do this because somebody told me to do this this isn't working for my routine mm-hmm. <laughs> so find a new routine. You have a choice, Allie. You yeah. don't have to do this. <laughs> well, and it's when you're not, when you're waking up and you're dreading it. Yes. Like I manifest and I do that, but I do it in my car. Right. That's actually where I do that stuff the most. But I remember like, I think we were just trying to find new routines and try to do things. And I love it. Try it out. But just like you said, you recognize like this doesn't feel right for mm-hmm. me. And I'm not waking up and being like, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like trust I'm excited me, I have my days this. where I do it by all means. I write down things all but the time. But it comes from the heart. You have to be. When you yes. sit down, you're sitting there and you're going like, I truly genuinely feel yes. like writing these things mm-hmm. down right now. And that feeling though, that's like the biggest part of manifesting is it embodying it every cell exactly. of your body and feeling it when you write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I am. But it even goes, we can put it towards like the good girl thing, like even towards sex. Like, I just think it's so funny that I come on here and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm somewhat in the public. I have to maintain a certain image being a realtor. I have to look so professional because I don't want people to not take me seriously. 
So this was super fun to come on here and like, nope, I have a funny side. I'm actually funny, right? Like you, you I think go you through, are. Yeah. You make me laugh. <laughs> but you go through this stuff, right? And that goes with sex too. Like as women, we're taught that we have to like. Shame. Shame. Mm-hmm. We can't talk about sex. But, but in the bedroom, like, you have to be a sex guy. Yes. And you're not like, you can't but show that you're in touch. But why the fuck are we all here on this world? Right. Because somebody had sex. Yeah. So why is it such a... Oh my gosh. This is the funniest. You're so right on. But I have to just include a funny story and I don't want to cut this off because we want to talk about this more. So we went to a pumpkin patch at the zoo and I had my son and his friend and my daughter and my friend and three of our birthdays were in December. Lorelai's in September and Cole. Or excuse me. Yeah. He was in November. So we were looking for the pumpkins with our month. Aiden goes, do you ever think it's weird that all of our parents were having sex at the same time? <laughs> I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> well, we're all born, right? The same, all of our parents had sex right at the same time, pretty much, you know? And I was like, you're not wrong. No. Like, you're not wrong at all. And we were just like joking and laughing about it. And I was like, well, I conceived you on St. Patty's Day. So St. Patty's must be a hell of a time yep. for everybody. It's Jack's that a, spring baby. Jack's a Super Bowl baby. Like, he was conceived on the Super Bowl. It was just funny. And I was like, yes, you're right. But you were so right on. We are human and our human anatomy crave connection and it's important and that goes in with like balancing your femininity and your masculinity and that goes for like every cell in your body your physical body your mental and your sexuality it is so important to be able to just be fully and wholly in your sexuality of like and and allowing yourself to even like show that like you I just think like this last year I finally was like okay no more business partner like I'm just cutting everything out because I'm sick of being the people pleaser I'm gonna make I'm gonna have choices Mm -hmm. and I feel like finally like your your partner is like my husband was craving me and I wasn't giving him me Mm -hmm. I wasn't present in the bedroom I wasn't present when we were having conversations because everything was just playing about what I had to do the next day. Again, where I get bring that analogy, like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like, should I say yes to this? Is it going to be worth it for me? Mm-hmm. Like I can give myself to, I was giving myself to everybody, but my husband and we struggled with that. And so I think when you finally find that, like we need to both connect and we need to be present or this isn't going to work yeah and they're craving that whether it be you looking for your partner like hey look me in the eyes right now like we we are both here mm-hmm. present yes into it it's so easy to do to our family members and to the people closest yes. to us because there's this understanding and knowing that they're always going to be there until one day they're not. not and so when you have that idea then you do you just you're like let me take care of all of this other stuff mm-hmm. and then what you have left for them when we have it so backwards we should be giving the people that we love and the closest to us everything we have first and then the rest goes right. to everybody else right. and it's so good and Two, I feel like for me sexually, sometimes I got caught up in always pleasing the The other other person, person. putting on the show for the other person. And like, and it's funny because I think you realize, you know, as you start like 
enjoying somebody sexually like that they're doing the same with you and so here you're both kind of denying like what you really really want and not that you're denying it but you're trying to just please the other person and then you're going off of what they're showing you so you're doing you're like yeah yeah like you see that they like it so you're like oh I like it right and then so they're gonna do that more when really you're like I actually really I mean I like that but I really really like this too and so um I that was a lot in my healing too of just learning how to come into yourself and just like be selfish and just say like no like this is what I want like no the do this or like and and if it doesn't work then they're not the right person for you like or you talk about it or you figure out how to go through it but like so it's so crazy when you're in those places you're like no like it's empowering to be able to like be so in touch with yourself so that you can communicate and speak up and show being able up to speak up and yes. yeah be fully holy in, in the present moment mm-hmm. absolutely I love it this was really fun today yeah, it was I agree well I um I definitely want to go more into the good girl conditioning and I I want to do another podcast on even um how to recognize different trauma and different things that start to cause that and also how you can go about starting to heal it yes that's the biggest one but um I think it's really good just to talk about it and acknowledge it and that you know I know we talk about the girl stuff but there is the same sort of conditioning in males oh there absolutely is um but there's definitely some different aspects to the male conditioning, mm-hmm. you know, and the emotional side and mm-hmm. the physical side mm-hmm. and, and all of that too, which I would love to get into too. I would love to as well because I'm raising three of them and I, know. I see it all. And even my husband just where he's at in life as he's getting older and realizing things. Like last night we laid in bed a little bit and he got a little teary and I was like, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know. And then he's like, I just had a really good night. And I was like, me too like it's okay to get emotional like he doesn't show that very often so when I get that I'm like did somebody die (laughs) (laughs) it is and we we even left your house and I was like that was just so much fun and I think that goes to show too as you're healing as you start stepping out of that good girl conditioning and you're finding yourself and who you are and you're finding that balance and you're losing that fear of abandonment and the fear of like that's like connected to all of those you know traits and behaviors that you will surround yourself with like-minded people and people who also know that they are not perfect but who are emotionally maturing themselves and willing to do the work and willing to go and say like hey and speak up if something is wrong and speak up in order to maintain these types of relationships because they are important and human connection is important and it's just as important to be able to say like hey this really hurt me or this whatever instead of icing them out or silencing or mm-hmm. getting you know those types of things and and those hard conversations and those hard moments are what are going to catapult you into your lifelong oh friendships my gosh, seriously. and those people that she stand by you any better. for the rest of your life and that's an energy thing they it match is. your energy and when you have people around you who encourage you and who really just inspire you and that we can say like hey um you know that that was really hard to hear and maybe it's me maybe it's triggering something in me but also like did you mean that 
right. or didn't you? You know, to be able to say those things. But when you have other people who are willing to look at themselves and say, hey, this is triggering something in me, or actually that was really downright mean to say, yeah. you know, whatever it is. But those people in your life that can handle that, those are the people you're going to want to keep. 100%. And it makes those nights so enjoyable. It does. It absolutely does. And I think too, when you do... Like I want to have, you just brought up a really good point with the abandonment stuff and the good girl conditioning and the good boy conditioning. Just when you do have that, you know, parent that leaves and Mm. you're just taught that from a young age that people leave. Yeah. And there's, there's so much more into this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So too, and that I learned about (laughs) like discipline too as well. And what I actually learned, and I'm just going to give a little snippet because I can go into this, but I learned this in, in, um, and how this re-manifested in and in, in past in relationships of mine going forward was that, um, you know, I, I grew up in a religious home where we were spanked and we had this thing called the rod and, and it was taught that you, you, you know, um, discipline was, it was there to create, um, characteristics in you and to build that. Um, but also what I learned in growing up, having that happen was that, when you did something wrong, when you messed up, that what you deserved was to be beaten, um, iced out, um, isolated, and ignored or yelled at. And so these actually really came up and resurfaced in every single one of my past relationships with, with men especially. And, um, you look back and we talk about like, how did she not leave? How did she not do that? And um, one of those big realizations for me was, um, and, and not that it was going on that, but that is what I was conditioned to think that I deserved yes. for. Um, and and d- did I always do those things? No. But when no. you are with a manipulator who can twist a story and make you feel like it's your fault and that you've done something wrong and you're trying to apologize incessantly, but then they punish you. And sometimes it was physical. Sometimes it was um, being ignored, all of these things. I felt like that was normal and that was what I deserved. Mm -hmm. And so it's really... It's really insightful when you start learning about this. So I'm excited to keep sharing because when you when you can look back and see how even to take that into how you parent now yes, and how you definitely. maintain relationships now um, and, and how these things are um, programmed into us and not intentionally, you know, sometimes we're just, tr- we're doing the best we can with what we know how, but it's really good in understanding on how to deconstruct the programming in order to come in and to heal these aspects of yourself. So you're no, no longer acting out of fear, acting out of, um, I hurt, and emotions going crazy fight or flight you nailed it that nervous system is so huge Mm -hmm. and it's reprogramming your nervous system because your body is saying what like we said it's saying don't do that let's got to protect it or it's saying this is normal we know how to handle this Mm -hmm. because you do it you've done it before you're fine right yeah good stuff good stuff good stuff well thanks for listening to the twisted sisters on this halloween hangover day (laughs) we'll have some more candy right (laughs) well i hope you guys all have a wonderful wonderful week thank you for listening bye
Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. sisters. We're all a little twisted.